Wiener, wiener, wiener. <laughs> yeah. All 14 Ooh. of them. Woo <laughs> Ed and your... I hope there's no crossover. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to our next episode. Episode 51 of uh, the Fall Partner Panel. Uh, and let's go into our great cast we have today. All right. Starting with uh, Ed, Stunt, then Mangoose, and then I'll get in myself. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. I'm Easy Ed. As you can see, I'm Ed. <laughs> that's, 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 that's all it. I got. That's I don't, all. I don't know. PS. Yeah, I don't know. All right, what else we got? All right, Stunt, well, let's what's go. Up, everybody, I'm Stunt, bringing Hollywood action to the gaming arenas. Nice, getting better with that. I like it. What's up, everybody on the Mangoose? You are awesome, and I think that in a fair fight, if a sanctioned boxing match, Ed would win against Sawcap. Street rules? Sawcap, he would mop the floor with you, Ed. I'm sorry. He would mop the floor with you. <laughs> do, you do you know how strong I am? Is did you, I don't care how strong you are. Is this a crunch versus the Greystone or He's what? A mountain boy. Did, you, did you call him Adam? <laughs> did you just sound like you called him Adam? I was like, what? Huh? It's madness. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. I am the Bearded Wolverine, your Michigan Wonder Fall Partner panel, Fall Partner, and excited to bring this panel to you. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going to be going on these next 11 days coming up here shortly and how we can benefit from that with, uh, with uh, Overprime and their closed beta test. Um, so, uh, without further ado, let's get into it. What do you guys... Uh, what do you guys want to start off at? Who wants to start? Stunt, what do you think? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what to think. Because um, I wasn't... When it came to fault and the last stress test we had with uh, Prent, mm -hmm. I didn't see numbers dropping that much. We still had quite a few individuals playing the game. Um, you know, I mean, it wasn't a significant drop, whereas we've had stress tests for other, other MOBAs before. And you almost uh, you almost have no players playing fault. This time, when you were paying attention, there were still a lot of players playing. So I really don't know what to think. I mean, those eleven days, how much if it is gonna affect fault or not? So you really don't think there was a lot of players dropped off? I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I really felt like there was a significant uh, amount of people, especially not streaming the game. Streaming probably not, but as far as fault matrix, I could be wrong. I mean, if you guys have a a more accurate number. I, I saw pretty much normal amount of players still playing during the weekend, and I was able to get in a few games too, back and forth. So, Stranger here in chat says there was 18 players on fault on Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, during the pred test. He said he okay. remembers seeing it and uh, jaw dropped. So, that's definitely a, a, a huge drop, yeah. you know. Um, there was definitely a drop red clown yes i agree so and that's my point like so that was but that was three days on a weekend right so do you guys think that all 11 days for the the this uh closed beta test for uh overprime that we're gonna see this huge drop for the whole time or do you think there's gonna be a fluctuation people going back and forth i think for the first couple days it's gonna be pretty uh pred related again um you know, very similar to that. I think there's going to be a pretty significant drop off, but uh, I mean, obviously it's not a huge deal because everyone knows, Hey, this is a limited time thing. Everyone wants to go play it. 
Um, but you know, towards the end of it, uh, I think people are going to kind of get a little burnt. And then at like the very last day is going to be another, uh, another really slow fault day. But, um, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a full 11 day effect, but it's definitely going to have a pretty good hindrance for the very beginning and then the very end. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with uh, Easy Ed. Like at first, it'll drop off. Pe- people will filter back into fault and then filter back over to overprime. It'll just happen. The thing yep. about fault is what fault has that nobody else has is an actual progression system through uh, mastery skins, account levels, um, earnable income towards skins, stuff like that. And that subconsciously draws people back. Like if you're on the cusp of getting a skin, like you may be enjoying overprime, but you're like, well, let me go get just a couple games of fault in so I can get this skin that I've been wanting or something like that. So I think that will bring people back somewhat to fault. But yeah, there's definitely going to be a huge fall off that initial weekend. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially the initial weekend, is it's definitely going to be there. But I think the one good thing that that with the 11 days is you're gonna you have time to uh get out of that honeymoon phase or lose the rose colored glasses and you're able to see some of the issues that that overprime's gonna have like it's not gonna come out perfect we all know that so it's, you're gonna be able to see that and then that's going to get people to be like okay hey i'm gonna go back and play fault because i think i have more fun with that you know there's gonna be people that they're gonna do that so so you're going to see that increase uh, in the middle of the week. Um, and, and like I agree with that. what Ed was saying is that you're going to have the, you know, towards the end, like, hey, let's get the last few games in because they're better, you know, they're close the servers down and who knows the next time we're going to be able to play. And then the other thing with Overprime is um, you you don't know if a lot of these players are going to are gonna like the brawliness of the game. It's, it's, it's different when you have two games like predecessor and fault that are similar like more MOBA, and then you have a game that's more on the brawly side faster paced less yeah. hours you know what i mean so right. that can make a difference that can make a difference in in these 11 days for well, sure outside of that though they can like it better yes yeah anything is possible you're right i think you'll have it both ways i don't think fault will completely lose their player base but they'll definitely lose it at first and it's completely to be expected yeah because like people are saying in chat it's like a limited time thing like why yep. wouldn't you play it while you can? Exactly. I mean, it being 11 days, I think people are going to be a little more lenient on that. And that's why there won't be as much of a drop off. But um, also the other thing, um, Overprime, a vast majority of their players are Eastern on the Asian servers. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that might, it, it, I don't think it's going to be as bad with Overprime as it was with Predecessor. Yeah, I don't think so either. Just because the fact that it is eleven days, like you don't have that. Like I need to play this now because I only have X amount of time. Like you're like, oh, I got eleven days. I can I can play a little bit this weekend. I can play a little bit on Wednesday. I can play a little bit, you know, towards the end of the weekend. Like you you don't have to like cram it in, to, you know, to get that that uh, you know to scratch that itch. You can play it, you know, throughout the time and be okay. So, um, I I agree though. Like I think. It's not going to be as bad or uh, as as drastic, um, but I do I do worry that there's going to be a lot of uh, like you were saying, uh, uh, gooses that people may like it, and then people are like, you know what, this is this is more of what I want. Like Fault right now has a low enough player base as it is. 
if we lose more because they prefer that style of game, you know, if we drop more than that, that's going to be a little detrimental for us because uh, we can't lose very much more of a player base. <laughs> you know, like we, we're pretty low as it is right now. I, well, I think if anything, it'll be beneficial for fault, just like the predecessor stress test was beneficial for fault. It brought eyes in people mm-hmm. that had no idea that there was anybody making a Paragon game got brought, drawn in by Pred. And as they're looking at everybody's content for it and people mention fault, even if it's in a bad way, they understand that fault exists and that has brought more people into fault. And I think the overprime stress test will just, it'll, it'll do the exact same thing because it is for a limited time and people are going to get the taste. Yep. The yep. taste for the old third-person MOBA back in their mouth, and they're uh, they're going to be willing to try out Fault. Um, unfortunately, from what I'm hearing from a lot of my subscribers and a lot of people in Discord and such, is that they are trying Fault and then getting fucking uh, blasted by by the by the Fault community. Just everybody, we all know that there's going to be toxicity, mm-hmm. and and uh, and we all know that. You know, Pred and Overprime, that toxicity wasn't there because it is such a short time and it's 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 the honeymoon phase with those games. Yep. But that doesn't excuse false toxicity, right? Like we know that the other games are going to be toxic as well, but that does that's no excuse for toxicity no. in general. Um, so that's gonna drive a lot of people away from fault, I think. Uh I wish people would learn how to just use their goddamn mute buttons. Like if you don't like what somebody's saying. Don't fucking engage with them and let it get to you. Just goddamn mute them and move on. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, either, either mute them or or just ignore what they're saying in general. Like, I don't use the mute button. You know, I don't. But I just kind of, I'll read what's going on and it's just, all right, because I more or less get a laugh out, out of it, you know? And I don't even, I were like, when, I, when I'm playing, my camera's over it. So even my, it's not even for my stream to see it. Like, my stream doesn't actually get the, the benefit of seeing what's being said. Because there's things that can be said. Well, not now. Now they have that new filter. You can't say some of the bad stuff on there. But, like, I've always had it there just to kind of cover that and be like, hey, I, I won't allow this to be on my stream. But, uh. It's just more of a, I see it as, as I get to laugh at it, you know, or I might, you know, I'll try to use it to, you know, help uh, newer players out or, you know, engage or or try to calm down the toxicity towards the newer players. Like, hey, they're new, leave them alone type thing, you know, like, um, but I don't know, like either you either have the thick skin and not worry about it. Or like you said, use the mute function, like literally like, just mute everybody. Don't worry about it. Go in there, try to get better at the game. I think I think Fault has the biggest advantage over all the other MOBAs right now, in the sense that let's say let's say people do like Overprime, right? Right. Overprime hasn't given us a release date, early access, nothing like that. So those individuals that like Overprime are not going to sit at home twiddling their thumbs waiting for Overprime to come out. They're going to come back to Fault and play Fault because it's the only playable MOBA they have. That's based off of our. I don't know how she, uh, uh, like a turnaround from Paris, uh, Paragon or whatever, right? And if Falk continues making these improvements that they've been making, especially with the, the patches we've been getting and the improvements we've been getting in the game, you never know. People might just change. People might just decide, hey, you know what? It's, it's worth giving this game a try. That advantage of being the only playable MOBA is huge for them right now. But you're actually wrong with that statement. They're not the only playable MOBA. You got Smite. You got League of Legends. You got Dota. Like you have other playable MOBA, MOBAs that you can play. You know, yeah, like I mean is if those games were going to kill Fault, they would have done it already. But if people are paying Fault now, 
and they play predecessor, I mean, Overprime, and they like it more, they're still going to come back and play Falk for the time being until Overprime gives them an initial date. No, I, I I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying you're completely wrong, but I'm just saying there is that, like, <clears throat> if somebody's dealing with toxicity of of fault because they like let's say hey i really want to play the paragon characters right but i so i'm just going to fight through this toxicity and then they go in and they play overprime and they prefer that style of play then there's really almost no benefit in a sense to really playing fault in that regard because it's it's a different style of play and how it works so you could just literally just like you know what i'm just going to go over here and just play smite until uh, Overprime comes up because I'm just going to keep up with this and then go there. Like that's that's something that could be done. You know, I'm not saying like yeah. there's higher chance of what you're saying is there. I'm just saying there is a possibility. Of people are like you know what? I'll just this game is what I like the way this is playing. I prefer this and this is what I'll wait for. And then they'll go play what they'll go play Elden Ring or whatever that other game is. You know, just to you know just something to pass time until they get you know until they're able to do something. True. In a more negative light. How shitty is it that Fault benefits from Predecessor and Overprime releasing beta tests and stress tests? Like they're in a position right now where not nobody knows about them, but they know about Predecessor and they know about Overprime. And the Predecessor stress test and the Overprime stress test are going to bring players into Fault. That's kind of a shitty position to be in to start with, but they are in that position and they can take advantage of this. Yes. Um, I think one of the things that's actually going to drive people from these stress tests to play fault is watching how fault players play in these tests. Cause you can definitely tell the difference between somebody that, you know, played Paragon, but hasn't played anything since or played Paragon, maybe picked up a MOBA or smite or some shit since. And then you, you, you encounter a fault player and they're got like 42 fucking kills and they're moonwalking past everybody and doing fucking somersaults on your grave. Like they realize that everybody that's been playing fault has been doing this shit and they're getting good at these fucking games and it translates over. Like I'm below average fault player, but whenever I get to the predecessor stress test or the overprime stress test, I'm just fucking destroying people because I'm used to, I'm used to, yeah, exactly. I'm used to going up against really, really good players that are very experienced so I think that's one thing that will draw people to fault is they they're like, maybe they they want to play predecessor more, maybe they want to play overprime more, but they're going to realize they need to fucking practice if they want to be good. And I think I also think out of all these uh, para zombies, um, fault is probably the the h- hardest learning curve out of all of them. For some reason, overprime and and predecessor kind of hold your hand. You know what I mean. If if you compare the learning the learning curve with fault and uh, and overprime, I think fault is a harder learning curve right now. That's why after playing fault and experiencing that, it was easier for us to go into pred and overprime and and kick ass, especially when we were five stacking. Especially with that when you had your when you had a five stack going. I I agree. Fault has the 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 highest learning curve. Um, what I don't know though is, um, is uh, Overprime. Like Overprime, I, I, it's been a while since I played. You know, we did that last closed beta, but like, 
so I can't really remember, but I remember like it, I was trying to understand how the game because it's different. Like you only have one tower instead of two towers with an inhib, you know, like and uh, and you have all the different jungle stuff going on. I've, I've never done prime dunking. So that was my first time doing prime dunking. So I'm little. I had a lot like I was trying to like understand what was going on with overprime. Um, I think once you understand what's going on with overprime, then, yeah, I could agree that it's it's uh, fault has the higher skill uh, level going on there. But I I don't it's Pred was definitely the easiest out of all, all three of them when you just jump oh, yeah. it and play it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, a lot of those all guys too have like when they were talking and stuff, they were like, yeah, this is my first MOBA I've ever played. I just saw it. A bunch of people are playing it, figured I'd give it a shot. So, you know, that was a big part of it too. But just as you guys say too, you can definitely tell who's been gaming. And like, there's, there's even people who play fall Two are really, you know, not that spectacular. And I had them in some of my games and they popped off. Like they just played really well. And it's like, you know, it's just kind of cool to see them do well and everything. Cause in fault, they definitely struggle a bit, but you know, comes full circle. But I don't know. A big issue with the the pred one was just there's no MMR, so everybody who has any experience just looked really good because they're playing newbies first time go arounds. Yeah, <laughs> that's my concern now about the overprime stress test. Because talking to them, I do believe they are going to have an MMR in the overprime closed beta test i'm very concerned that it's going to end up i'm going to be facing the same goddamn fault players yeah <laughs> playing fault all the time like by the end of this shit we'll just spend the first right. couple of days just alt f4ing and then, then <laughs> you know, yeah really tank that shit yeah um well let's let's jump into the benefits like how how is fault going to benefit from this so what do you guys think fault can do to really benefit in this situation i think they need to take this opportunity to market to the eastern audience and bolster their asian servers because overprime that's one thing overprime is doing they're bringing in a lot of players that never played paragon in in the Eastern servers though, not, not so much in North America or, or Europe. And so there's obviously a market there and they have a playable game. That's, you know, 24 hours live service. I think they should do a bit of a marketing push in Asia while, while, uh, while over primes going on. Yeah. yeah. So, so Shinbi's know... next hero is what you're saying. Did you call her Shitby? Shinbi. I said Shinbi. Okay. All right. I was about to come through this. <laughs> I, I know I mentioned this to you, Bearden, but I do think it would be a perfect opportunity and a perfect time to do to release that new hero that they want. Not just a marketing standpoint, don't get me wrong, but reward the players that are going to stick around and play fault. Give them that opportunity. Release it because I'm pretty sure they're going to go with the fan favorite. You know what I mean? And maybe that might still bring in some players that might switch off from overprime to fault, might bring in new players. But I do say release release that new hero. I don't wait for the 11 days to pass before you release him or her or whatever you're releasing. Mm. I don't know if well, I agree with that. Yeah. I disagree. I disagree with it. I would I would highly, highly go against 
marketing a new hero in the peak of another company's like high point, you know, because I, I mean, obviously down the road, yeah, they're competitors, but people aren't going to really care too much about the new hero that fault drops because they go, okay, well, I'll just play that when this is done. Who cares? You know, I've only got eight more days to play over prime. Um, yep. I can play, I can play the new, the new hero as soon as this is over and I'm going to, you know, or maybe even sooner because they get a little burnt out and it saves them a day or two. But I personally would be super against dropping a, a big event like that. Um, in the in the high point of another of another deal and like one thing i've i've noticed and i and i've heard before too with fault is they don't put their time frames on anything that has to do with the other two you know um and you got to respect them for that too but then at the same time kind of go uh, maybe you should market a little bit more but um i don't know one thing mitch or uh rugged does when when we play other games is his uh his name is literally playfault.com um so uh shout out mitch on that because that's fucking hilarious and i love it so maybe we all just have accounts like that and then they go oh what's fault and then we just market ourselves you know <laughs> that's one way so of doing it. right that is one way of doing it i i uh, so I, I disagree with that uh, that marketing strategy uh, stunt, and, and here's the reason why. Uh, we just you know stats that we had you know pre during Pred's three day weekend Saturday we it dropped down to 18 people, right? So yeah, so what are you gonna keep five more? Let's say 10 more, so 28 people get to benefit playing this this one hero that we released early, and the other people are just gonna play it three days later. You know, it's now there's no benefit there. What I think you should do. Is I think you should, if we're gonna come out with a new hero, let that during that time frame, let's say where the new hero is ready to go, I think you advertise, you start leaking the new hero, like here, like a tease. Here's a teaser during those eleven days, like a, a drop a couple yeah. teasers through those eleven days, like every every other day or whatever, every two days, drop a teaser of a new hero, and then release that hero after the eleven days. And then everybody that was seeing those teasers that was a part of the overprime, you know, closed beta test will then want to try that new hero and come over to fault and play that way. I think that's the best way to take care of that. Plus, if they dropped a new hero, what would happen? Like, we know overprime has a whole stable of fucking heroes that are ready to go in the game right now. Right. Like, yeah, Overprime's been around a lot longer than people seem to think. Yeah. What happens if they play that fucking Uno reverse card and like falls like, here's Iggy and Scorch. And then Overprime's like, yeah, we got him too. Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. And they would do it too. Like, I, mean, I don't you know if you remember. Just bring out a patch and put one more in. I, I don't know if you remember when Soli first came out, they said, we don't think the other two companies are doing a, a good enough job of making a Paragon successor. So we're going to come in here and do it right. They'll, they will talk shit, they will throw down. Yep, for sure. I mean, you wouldn't be able to stand it because it'd be in Korean, but they would. They'll talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> so just just turn off the subtitles and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> just mute them. I'm gonna start typing like I did in Pred. Holy shit! A couple of those AFKers were my fault. My bad, guys. 
Ed, how do you, I know you're, you're partnered with fault, right? So you kind of yeah. mentally tell yourself, how do you control yourself? Cause I know you're that person that just wants to literally talk trash or be toxic in, 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 you know, in the game. So how do you control yourself in fault when you just like went ham in Pred? He puts tallies on the wall. He marks every time he wants to be toxic. A lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> You you drink ice hole to keep yourself calm during Sorry, fault that games. Is a whole, that is an empty bottle of caramel schnapps. Um, but is that and... is that for pred or is that how you keep yourself calm for fault? I'm trying I'm trying to figure out what the what, what you're saying. I, I drank that whole thing last last Sunday or Saturday just in a like a three hour setting. Just, gotcha, gotcha. That would make me so sick. <laughs> right. <Schnapps? laughs> right. Feel great. It tasted great. It didn't feel great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of it's like not not all of it's just too bad, but um, there are definitely times when I go, okay, I I'm uh, rep- I'm representing somebody here. I got to just shut the hell up. But at the same yeah. time, I I do that at work too. You know, I have a hard time um, biting my tongue, but I have to. <laughs> all right. So with the pred stress test. Uh, I mean, nothing came out officially, right? So that we don't know for sure. But we would, we would, it would be safe to assume that SMS was able to see some things with a pred stress test and, and get some pointers and be able to help improve their game eventually down the road, seeing what pred was like. Correct? What do you guys think that SMS should try to get from the overprime closed beta test here coming up here? What do you think they should try to pull? I mean, we know their skin, their skin games on fucking point, right? Yeah. So like, what are things that you think they should look at overprime and how they run and try to pull that and make that their game improve from there as well? If, if anything, they need to learn from soul leaves marketing. Cause their marketing is fucking fantastic. And, uh, like I said, they've been able to attract players that are not para refugees. They don't ha- they don't have to fucking rely on that audience. Fault needs to do that too. Maybe that involves also diverging strongly from the Paragon formula. But I don't know. I don't think they should go as far as Overprime has gone. But and they have done things that are different from Paragon. But you know the the whole marketing thing. Like Soli's marketing is just so much better than either predecessor or fault right now. Yeah, they I agree. Take some tips from that. Look at what they're doing and fucking copy. Shame. Yeah. If it works, do it. I mean, did look at the, the um uh like automobile companies, right? You you take a a, a Ford F150 a Dodge Ram and a Chevy 1500 and you look at those trucks and they're almost identical to how they look like they, they literally it's it's the whole market hey look how smooth they copy the frames and how everything looks like that's it, it's not wrong to copy something else so yeah I completely agree copy the marketing scheme how what they're doing and 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 go off with it Stunt, what do you think they should or Ed, go ahead yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, I think the big thing that they should keep an eye on is what heroes are being used the most, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then kind of get a, a viewpoint of, um, okay, well, let's just say, uh, with, well, I mean, Rampage is a great example because it was in Predecessor and in Overprime, mm-hmm. not in Fault yet. Everybody wants Rampage. Um, 
he's just a super fun hero. He's really exciting to play. Uh, in this meta, he would be absolutely disgustingly fun to play as, not against. But um, that is one thing that they should maybe keep an eye on is just the just the hero count. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I, the problem that's I would argue against that in the sense though of of rampage, because. I think we're in too much of a tank meta as it is, and I think that needs to change. We need to get out of that tank meta. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That was just an example given. Right, no, I got you. But I'm saying, but if we bring ramp Rampage in, then that's going to be like, oh, gosh. Like, that's going to be the, the hard part. Um, so that's, you know, and that sucks. Because I know a lot of people want to play Rampage, right? So, and then your only ways of doing that right now would be Pred and Overprime. Um, and because he's not in fault. And if we bring him into fault, that just kind of boosting that tank meta and we don't want to do that in my opinion um so that would suck suck for us but should strange matter give a good goddamn about the meta they should care about gaining players but yeah i do uh think they should care about what us uh, how we feel or how we're doing because if it's not fun if you're not enjoying the game then you're going to lose player the player base as it is the player the, the game has to be fun and if we're stuck in a tank meta and the tank meta gets even worse by putting Rampage in, <laughs> then it's going to be even less fun. And we're just going to be like, okay, what's the point of this? You know, like that. And then it's going to drive people away. And you don't want to drive people away at the player base as, as low as it is right now. So we got to do things to keep people to enjoy it and think it's still fun. So that's where I, I agree. Yes, I would say yes. They need to think about what we, how we feel about that. There's a couple ways you can go with it too. You can look. I'd like I think that's a great idea. Looking at what heroes are popular in the other games, and then trying to implement them in default. The other thing to do is to look at who they don't have in the other games, and then implement them. Yes, I think. Um, I mean, a lot of people are saying that Iggy and Scorch is probably next for fault. I think that would be a great addition because that's a cult favorite hero, and it would it would give us another mage to play with. A right, very different type of hero to play with overall. Just and. A straight up area denial hero we just don't have that really other than gadget and she's not she's, a, area she's so shit yeah <laughs> yeah i like gadget oh mike even said you know or putting a cleave uh bruiser items in a bruiser tank meta like yeah like you just really just made it even more of the that meta um frenzy brings up uh you know about bringing original heroes um what are you guys thoughts on, on fault bringing original heroes in <sighs> Let's wait till we get the other ones out first that are already, they got the kits for, they got the assets for, they got everything set up. You know, if if we're, if, if people are complaining now about things taking too long, imagine completely creating a new hero all on your own. I mean, I feel as if maybe the other games might have a chance because they're much larger studios, but as far as fault being the small, uh, mom and pop shop you could almost call them because you know they're self-funded everything else um like just a small business compared to the big corporation one uh you're gonna have a much longer turnaround on any new new assets or new heroes and items and stuff so i i wouldn't be pushing a uh um like a a new completely new hero you know use right. use what's in front of you first for sure stunt yeah, they just don't have the money for it no i mean i remember when i mentioned uh back when we were talking about free to play and i said the original hero before doing it you guys had a good point when you said um 
that kind of leaves the Paragon players out. You know what I mean? Because they want to see these uh, Par Paragon player Paragon heroes come out first before an original hero is released. But right. as far as what they should be looking for, I agree with Mangus. The marketing is number one. And number two, um, common issue that everybody talks about is that travel time. Three games have three different speed, like travel times. Yeah. If you look at that, see what people think about having a travel time like Overprime does. Mm. Or if they want a standard uh, travel time from per predecessor, or if they like the uh, the boot system from 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 Fall, that would be something I would pay attention to. Because visually, Fall's doing great. They're starting to clean up their visual effects. They're starting to clean up all that the animation and all of that other stuff. I would just probably talk about what usually gets talked about most, or pay attention to what gets talked about most, and it's that travel time that we need boots. Well, off that comment, I we, we definitely can't do the overprime travel time. Like the the map is way too small to do that. Like mm -hmm. ganks would be insanely like as an ADC main, I would hate that. Like I would literally have to sit under tower the whole time because I, I yeah, I can see the junglers you know on the other side of the map, but he's gonna be here in no time. So uh, there's no point in me pressing out. I'm just gonna sit here and freeze lane the whole time. And, and hopefully eventually they'll crash you know the minions will crash the tower and do enough damage to take the tower down because i i will not i'll <laughs> ganking would be way too easy with that um but i i agree that he, you know the you know looking at the travel time because that's something like i noticed coming from overprime the last closed beta test um to you know to back to fault as i really felt really slow and, and you're obviously going to feel that it's completely different um and I still noticed it even with Pred. Like, I'm like, I mean, man, there's just the speed's different, you know? And I think it's just that change, but um, it's, you also got to get that that feel of how it feels, you know, good for your game. Um, but when it comes to original hero, um, I agree with what, what Ed was saying, but I also, I'm also, I don't, not saying that I don't have faith in SMS, but I don't think the way that the community looks at sms right now if they come out with original hero and let's say this original hero is just completely busted right uh almost like the the, the boris treatment right because boris was almost like an sms original hero because nobody's seen him before then right so if it comes to completely busted and it's just gonna look like they you know i don't know it's gonna, it's gonna look bad on them and you want to have that good balance and you want to have show that you can keep on coming out with heroes you know a good group of heroes you consistently and then come out with your original hero i think that'll be different as well all right travel mode would be nice on a newer bigger map yes they, they uh so, so frenzy said that the travel mode would be nice on a, a newer bigger map the new map is supposed to be bigger so you know that that would help that as well and it could yeah. be something that would work there but you know that's something we'd have to wait until that new map drops and we don't know when that's going to happen one one thing i would like to see strange better adjust if they can would be field of view um that's one thing i've definitely preferred in predecessor and over prime is the field of view you know it's a little it's a little more back from the character for some reason i just like that better i can't really explain why Maybe it's because it's more Paragon feeling and I just have that Paragon in my blood. But I, the camera's just right up your ass in, in fault. I don't know. 
I think a lot more people would be attracted to the game if the field of view was more similar to Paragon. Similar to Paragon. So who you what game were you saying had the better field of view? Both Overprime and Predecessor. Really? Because I had a lot of people complaining about Pred, like you literally were zoomed in on Pred. Like Really? Yeah. I saw a lot of people make those comments like it literally like it felt like your your character was taking up the majority of the screen because, uh, you know, especially if you're playing like a Severog fucking UI took up. (laughs) I don't know about the character. Their UI was fucking shite. Right. Right. I never really cared about UI until (laughs) until that was pointed out to you. Right. Uh, Pred way more zoomed in uh, on Pred versus Fault. D Trigger says so. so. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. No. I. I think that's something they should uh, look into. Uh. What I think that they should look when they go into Overprime. I. The biggest thing is definitely marketing. You know. That's something to see how they do their marketing for the weekend and how things are going through the weekend too. You know, because they're they're going to be doing stuff through the weekend and see how they handle that. That's going to be something they should definitely look into. Um. But. Um, I, I agree with Ed though. I think it's it's heroes and how heroes are used, uh, and how heroes are perceived, um, and, and go with that. Uh, what I also think is they need to look at uh, just me being an ADC main. Look at uh, what's his name, Shade, also known as uh, Revenant, and, and not have his auto, uh, not have his reload on a fucking ability. All right, have it be an automatic <laughs> thing. All right. Look at Overprime and don't copy that. All right, change it up. That's annoying as all hell. So, sponsor streams is a good way to market. Yes, uh, there are there are those ways to market. Um, right now, Marcus uh, Fault has not done anything marketing wise, at least to my knowledge. You know, nothing. I mean, unless you guys know something, but I don't know. Anything, you know, only marketing I've seen them do is pretty much social media. So, I made a video. Yeah, so they haven't done anything marketing wise. (laughs) (laughs) Hot as fuck. I don't know what to tell you. So, um, yeah, no, I, so what was it? Uh, Mike said up top here that the, uh, what are you guys' thoughts uh, on the, um, the chat? The, the way chat's been functioning though now that we've been able to play the uh the new uh patch and how that's been working what are you guys' thoughts there i love fault uh, a, lot, <laughs> a, lot, a lot more people love me now than they did before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes um uh, i honestly like the new chat thing mercutio says all right that's good to hear good to hear so i i haven't really noticed it to be honest with you, but I also maybe I just don't pay attention, or people find ways around it, or something. I'm not I'm not seeing anything bad, you know, going into the couple games that I played though. So, um, and uh, Mike also said that a new support and a new ADC would be would do wonders. I completely agree. I think that's that's really what we're lacking. We've got a lot of mids, we've got a lot of jungle solos, but we don't have much. A lot of jungle solos. <laughs> a lot of jungle. Like uh, I think everybody's a jungle solo. Like, like you just like we'll put anybody in here. That's that's a topic I want to talk to you guys about. What are you guys' thoughts on everybody being able to use every item? Do you think that's something that should limit, or do you think that's you, you are you okay with that? What are you guys' thoughts on that? I'm gonna take it from right from Menace's mouth. <laughs> it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be where 
you can literally almost play any hero in solo lane. It's, it, he, we, we were talking about this too. He says it, it, it bothers him that you can use any item you want for any role. He said items should be specifically for whatever role you're playing or whatever hero you're playing. I don't know if you guys agree. Ed, thoughts? The, the, the part that kind of gets me a bit is how almost every single hero benefits from like either bio infuser or stim gauntlet or something of that sort. Um, I think those items are just significantly overpowered, uh, especially for the fast cooldowns that you have and everything else. I mean, look at Fang Mao, for example, or Crunch. Crunch is a better example. His ability is by the time that you get to like level 10 or on a five to six second cooldown. So you can just absolutely cycle all of your stuff, your, your whole kit through and through, never really have any issues. If you're cycling properly, you should be able to consistently use your stim gaunt procs. And I think that's just too much. Um, but almost every hero with enough CDR, because there's plenty of CDR in the game, can just constantly spam abilities and do free damage like that. And I think that's just really overwhelming. Um, I think those items need to work more specifically on certain heroes and builds compared to every single hero can drop it and just do a disgusting amount of damage. I think Bioinfuser is almost specifically perfect for Kalari as you know the assassin that she is, but you never see anybody using the magic side of it, you know? Um, I don't even remember what the hell it's called because I never build it and nobody, nobody ever does, but there needs to be more balance on the items before, uh, before they just consistently continue to get out of hand because it, it, it's just disgusting. And that's the reason that we're in this brawler meta is like stim gaunt is just too much. It's just way too fucking much. Yeah. I think Goose, also, what are your thoughts? Too, with like, um, like a lot of people complain about ranged offlane, like mages in the offlane and all that. The, the, the big problem in Fault is people pussy out in fucking F1 at the drop of a goddamn hat. And that's when you, when you're, when you have a bruiser in the offlane, that means you have another front line, which means you're going to win late game team, team fights easier. But people just fucking F1 before that. So I think that situation would resolve itself if people would just stop quitting. I don't think like, I could see that Orgash and Bellica offlane is nearly as much of an issue as it should be. Yeah, I, I so who was it that said it here? Somebody said it. Let me scroll up here real quick. Uh, I think it's more of a hero balance issue than an item accessibility issue. Reward the heroes for building their to their strengths. Uh, if you restrict items, uh, yeah. So basically, <laughs> is there a way that they can? If you use almost like getting a benefit, if you actually play that hero in their role, right? So if I'm playing Murdoch ADC, I get a little bit more of a boost than I would normally if I play Murdoch solo, or if I play Murdoch jungle, or if I play Murdoch mid, whatever, you know? Like, is there something that they could implement that would be like, all right, if you play this hero in the right spot, you're going to get this boost. But if you don't, you're it's almost like not worth it to do that. Yeah, there's like a, a a hindrance or like a crutch that you get, like yeah. you don't get like the full ability of it or something. Is there something that they could do to implement that to to stop, you know, to not like stop it, but like limit the you know the weird 
Should they though? Should they limit it? I mean, um, that's, you're taking away something from the player, right? You exactly. Punish them for playing off meta picks. Like a lot of people, that's how they want to play the game. They paid for the game just like I did. If they want to fucking take Murdoch mid, then they have every right to take Murdoch mid. Yep. And if that shit works, that's the jungler's fault. <laughs> that's your jungler's <laughs> fault. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Cranky has a really good point, though, of like playing an ADC in solo. You just don't have a support. So if you're ever just caught out, you're dead. And there's there's no there's no really saving you in that. Because I mean, how tough is it to uh, how tough is it to fight like a, a box of one v one or a one v two if you don't have your support there or um, the jungle comes out of nowhere and just attacks you? At least at least your support has some peel for you because you're you're just a glass cannon. You can't out damage two people rushing at you. I guess that could be the issue. It's more of the people, and I know me and Mangus, we talk about it when we game together, so we know that's what needs to be done. But I guess it could be more of the issue of people not understanding how to compete against it because, like, uh, you have people, you have junglers' mentalities, you know, that, you know, when they're a jungler, solo lane should be able to stay there by themselves and just control lane and be okay just you know don't feed right and then i'm going to take care of mid and i'm going to take care of dual lane and then you know occasionally i'll come over and help out occasionally right but if you have that solo laner you know let's say a grux going up against uh, a ranged uh off laner you know a, you know uh, a morgash or a murdoch or a grim you know then you kind of need to show more uh, love to that lane and help your soul laner get ahead of that ranged off laner because that's where it's you know, once that ranged off laner gets ahead that's when you can start having that you know that snowball effect so how can we train the community to know that if you're a jungler you need to kind of focus that lane a little bit more than you would normally ignore it well i tried to tell him and now every time i tell him it says i love fault you're doing a great job <laughs> SMS is great. Yeah. so what you're saying really clearly so what you're saying ed is we need voice comps so you can tell them and not have the chat actually block oh, out what you're saying that's a slippery slope my friends that's, that's what my solo lender meant by i love you yeah. <laughs> so he didn't mean it <laughs> Um, somebody in chat said maybe balancing the heroes that would definitely be uh, an option you know what I mean to a point where if you still want to take Murdoch out into the jungle and play Murdoch jungle that's fine but his abilities or his his numbers compared to jungle would be uh, would be a lot lower you know what I mean it'd be a little more challenging right uh, what do you guys think of that balancing them enough where if you're an ADC you're supposed to go to the dual lane. If you're going to go play something else, you're going to have a bit more of a challenge to fulfill that lane. Well, that's just kind of inherent in the kits. Yeah. And again, if Murdoch jungle works, that's your jungler's fault. Mm. Right. No, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with what, you, what you're saying. Like, if, I mean, that's, I guess it just comes down to people understanding how to counter the, the situation in in regards um but what about like one of the things we're talking about items and uh, how items should not be allowed or or should be our should they be allowed type thing what about like the cleave items the cleave items on a on a range character 
like by technicality it shouldn't it make you know you've just been thinking about it like that doesn't it shouldn't work but it is working you know like with a uh, murdoch buckshot you're getting cleave damage off of that uh by a, a sparrow ultimate you're getting cleave damage off of that like should that shouldn't that be something that should only be limited to melee characters or am i wrong are for you, feeling that way are you getting cleave stuff off of it like this is I, I, i've so. never tried it because i just you know in that one instance i mean i guess it doesn't i've make too much sense to never tried it myself i've seen people say this all right so i'm only well, taking I the word of the community i know the active works right well the uh, active yeah, should yeah, work yeah. the active should yeah. work but that's not cleave right. but i'm talking about like like you're getting uh, from my understanding with the buckshot because you're hitting multiple targets just like you when you're a melee character and you're you know when you're grux and you're swinging and we're doing the whole carlton again right um when you're doing that you're getting cleave damage because you're actually hitting multiple targets well the with the buckshot you're hitting multiple targets with sparrows ultimate you're hitting multiple targets so to my knowledge from what the community is saying is the cleave damage is actually working with that as well you're getting that 35 percent increase i'm gonna have to test this because if that were true then you could put the cleave item on gideon and get extra damage out of your fucking cosmic rift possibly i've heard i've heard other players who've tried it and they say only the active works the cleaves portion of it does not work yeah i highly so, doubt it it's, if it does work then that's a that's a bug that needs to be reported okay so if it doesn't work you guys are still okay with it being on a range character if it does work if it doesn't like if that's not how it works if let's say it doesn't you know you're only getting just the active out of it like you're not getting that I mean, extra cleave if, damage if uh if, yeah if if an adc wants to waste one of their six item slots on only an active fine by me i'll i'll take a i'll take a well it's not only an active stats. you're still getting pretty good stats I mean, yeah, with that you're getting your stats and stuff but the the passive on it is just horrendous I, I would much rather take like an actual adc item over it you know over like an active that's gonna <clears throat> heal them for a little bit and then do some damage that isn't gonna matter because with me as an adc if we're boxing i'm not close to you you know i'm not standing right on top of you that just seems like a funky thing that would work against some noobs and you fucking destroy them. And then you post a YouTube video about how the cleave item is overpowered on ADCs. And it was just a one once in a lifetime thing. Right. Like, so, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was doing it just cause I was trying to make a YouTube video. I, I went into as like, Oh, I'm going to try to do an all blades build. Right. So like with, with yeah. predecessor, I did an all uh, a bow build. Right. So mm -hmm. if it was either an arrow or a bow, I put it and I did that. I, I did pretty well with it. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, I can't do that in fault because there's really only cross the GD crossbow and Magus crossbow. Right. So yeah. I can't, I can't. All right. Only building two items guys. And then the rest of them are just Magus bolts. Like that's all yeah. I got, you know? Like, so like, all right, what can I do? I can do, I can't do guns. You can just get enough in, I think, because you have the, uh, uh, um, Slayer and the other one, uh, that you can't build together. Um, um uh, DB rifle. Yeah. DB rifle, right. You can't build them together. So, like the blades one is the one you can get like enough of them going because you got the purple items you got you know so i was like all right but i can use the cleave so i tried building it a couple times i was like i won like four matches trying to do it 
and I just could, I don't know if it was just a bad day for me because I actually went like 0 and 7 that day. I, I was having a bad day. Like so, I'm like, all right, I don't know if it was just the bad day or if the items aren't working or how, it doesn't fit, you know, the build or GD crossbow is just that big. And that's another thing. I think we need more items because, like, literally as an ADC, like you have to build GD crossbow. Like yep. it, it, it is a must for you to have that item. Because when you don't build it, like it's like you're 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 either having a good match, uh, just because like uh, who you're playing against. But if you're playing against an actual good team, like you need GD crossbow. It, it's like a must-have, and we need other items to stop us from having that. Yep. Because then you have the counterpoint of that too, of like I want to build my build how I do my build. Um, great example of of one of those folks is uh actually windu who does some very off meta builds who just kind of seem to work every now and then um you know i think he was one of the first people that you know said hey going straight ad um like with uh or not ad but uh pen as a carry is a really good idea and then sort of souls kind of just popped off and it's like oh shit maybe he's onto something there so um having like the the different options for your build is great but i mean i agree to a point that there needs to be more staple cards like titan slayer and gd crossbow are probably your main two um like you could argue fire cannon and stuff though as well yep yeah my build way go ahead to diversify to to diversify items so that people pick according to their play style is to not have everything sunk into damage like not have every passive or active related to damage. Maybe it's move speed. Maybe it's, I don't know, some kind of dash or something. I don't know. I don't know how you would do that, but like with everything tied to damage, you're just going to take what gives you the most damage. Yeah, yeah that's I mean? true. So we, we brought up before, uh, Mangus, when we were talking like the, the Pred uh, uh, stress test they had, right? We talked about how their items, they were, they had a lot of unique items that were great, right? I don't remember overprime items to be like, oh my God, this is a great item or this is that, you know? Um, so I wonder if that's no, something, I think, I wonder if that's something that uh, SMS should also look at when, uh, for this 11 day event that uh, the overprime has to kind of see what kind of items they have, you know, and kind of maybe like get a little bit of both from Pred and from overprime and, and get some, you know, moon boots and some other things going into the game. Um, Cause I think that would definitely be, beneficial um and mercurio says here in chat fault does items great uh and more items would be amazing diversa uh diversitize uh your builds uh i would love to a versed uh viable attack speed item um so i do think that because right now like i i i can switch up my builds a little bit you know running as an adc but like i pretty much go to the same same build i just kind of it depends on the team comp on what build order i go you know like i have my my core six items that i have and just depending all right hey there's a lot of tanks all right slayers going you know going second you know i'm going to pick up slayer second or i have like no tanks all right well i probably won't pick up slayer i'll just in that case i'm going to pick up the bubble gun you know we need bubble gun here instead you know and but i don't know I, I, we need more items just to kind of like help. I, I don't. I don't know how it is. 
stunt how is it for you in your building like when you're when you're playing you know you, the role that you mainly play like are you do you have the same build like are you running the same thing all the time and goose are you running the same thing when you when you're running your you know run, you've been running mid lately so when you run mid are you been running the same items as or you've been kind of swapping things out a little bit no i try to see what the enemy team comp is um depending on especially when it comes to defense items or uh or shield items and stuff. If most of the enemy team is is a pinky, obviously I'm gonna put physical physical shield or physical armor. You know what I mean? So it, it just to me it's how the game is going at that moment. I, I do have preferred items that I would like to have as like my first, second, and third slot, but it just it just depends on the gameplay at that moment. Mike says mid started to feel like ADC. Do you agree with that, Goose? Uh, I don't, but I'm not a great player, so um, I, that's kind of why I like playing mid now is because there is a lot of diversity in how you can build. Like, I'll look at the other team and think, okay, well, they have a Chimera and a Countess. Well, I'm going to rush Cursed Remnant first so that I, or not, maybe not Cursed Remnant, but at least the uh, the component that will decrease and get, you know, uh, adds trauma. Uh, yep, or yep. I think, okay, I think this game's going to go a little slower and I'm going to have time to farm. I'm gonna, and I'm not even gonna take a, a starter item. I'm gonna take the uh, mana gem first, wherever the fuck it is. Start stacking that shit up. Or if I think it's gonna be a fast game, I will rush Apoc first. Like, that's the thing I've been. That's why I've kind of switched to mid is because there is a little bit more build diversity for mid, I think, than the other roles. Otherwise, it's like there's just a best in slot for every hero in every in every lane. But I don't think that's quite true for mid. And then, of course, I have my fucking T-Hog Mori that... <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it may not be the best, but goddamn if it ain't yeah. fun. Goose will put T-Hog on any character. doesn't matter what he's playing. Yeah. go fast. T-Hog Murdoch with this passive. I'll come with you like goddamn spider monkey. <laughs> so, Ed, I know you're a support main, and I used to be a support main before 13. Uh, and I remember before 13, there wasn't much... Uh, when it comes to support uh, items, how, what are your thoughts on the support items and the diversity of it? Um, I, I I think there's an okay diversity for the most part. Um, I would really love to see Mana Muzzle back in this game, yes. um, especially with this Brawler meta and just spamming abilities and shit like that. I, I feel like that would be a terrific item to bring back, but... I don't know why they got rid of it. I heard it was because nobody bought it, which is just a bold faced lie. Um, I don't know, but uh, I thought it was too. Way. I thought it was too uh, strong. Yeah, too strong. I thought that's what I mean, kind of like they got rid of it because like it was like too strong. And who was it with? Because uh, I think if you put it on gadget, like that was like when you put Manamuzz on gadget, like it was like overpowered well i mean it's a it's it's only like a two second silence though is, is the other part too i mean you can you can still play a game it's just you take somebody out of the equation for two seconds which is nuts because right now the only real silence we have is what richter i mean yeah let's yeah. let's get something else but as far as like the build diversity goes i mean there's tons of options on like what to do what to build and you just kind of have to play accordingly like if the if their gideon's fucking massive and he just keeps throwing his alt over everybody and no one has a has a fix for that by um pota and then you can use that to get out or rad poise um whatever works uh 
there are other builds and stuff you know that you can you can run with but um i don't think enough people really use their and i mean this in the nicest way they don't use their brains enough to figure out hey these guys are kicking my ass because of this thing like a if there's a steel and there's a gadget or like a gideon or you know whatever the sort then they're huge ahead because they just dive on people by rad poise it's really fun to piss people off with that or you yeah. rad poise right before a sev ults you yeah ha 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 buddy you just hit a brick <laughs> Uh, Windu brings up a great point, and, and I remember it now too. Uh, Narbash and Gideon were ints basically with Manamas out there. Like, you like you couldn't you anything, like, you get all of a sudden you'd be like, your alts are just done, and, and that's bad enough as it is. Like, as a Narbash now, like, you have to, like, you have to, like, literally wait and, like, all right, all CC's down, right? All right, now I can use my alt. Like, you literally have to time that, and I was like, all right, even now all CC's down, like, well, now you're Manamas too, and it's just like. It's too hard to go against, I think. I, I th bring it back and put it on a longer cooldown then or some shit. Yeah. I mean, it's the same situation as Radpoise, really. I, I do agree bringing it back, and it's a balancing thing. I, I don't really, I mean, if we're if we're going to take things out of the games because they're, you know, they're not balanced, then why is Kalari still in the game? You know, like, yeah, let's get rid of her until we get her, you know, until we get her balanced. All of a sudden, she's a really good mid. I just I really liked Mana Muzzle because it gave you a little bit of leeway to actually play the fucking game. Mm -hmm. like when you're playing like Decker and there's a big team fight, you don't fucking use your stun until Gideon ults. So you oh, can't I I get right plays. In oh, you had you get a you get all up in that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um well I don't. I hold my stun for for the for the big Gideon ult. And then it ends up being a standoff. He never uses his ult. I never use my stun, and it's like it's like two abilities that fucking could have been used that aren't, that they're that never used. Whereas with yeah. mana muzzle, I could fucking use that shit freely and know that I have mana muzzle to fall back on. Yeah. And mana muzzle was like the only counterplay as a support, like from uh, Muriel into an Arbash. Because as soon as I see Muriel, uh, like if I'm supporting the other team as a Muriel, I'm I'm fucking taking Arbash right now. Because as soon as you hit level six, you just win lane. You buy TT first, you pull them in, you yoink them, and they're just dead. Congrats, you just got another kill for your carry who's already massive. Right. Mike says a smart Gideon never alts. No, you <laughs> ult under tower when Countess dives you. That's what that's when you ult, and then only for the shield, not for yeah, damage. not to actually do any damage. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? Countess is a bitch. I don't know. I still prefer Countess over Kalari. Because like Countess, I can see that I can see them coming. You know, I can I can have time to react. Like Kalari, it's just instantly you, you all you hear is that noise, and then all of a sudden, bam, two hits and you're done. Like it just pff, like as like, it's annoying. Like I I can't stand Kalari. Like a camouflage condom, you never see it coming. Exactly. <laughs> you can only hear it. Fucking so. Kalari, yeah. I don't, so. know. I don't think Kalari's that big of a problem. She's not ever since they they've nerfed her to the point to where her ultimate isn't all like global uh it's been easier to deal with and you know a little you know she's not not as oppressive uh but when she had that global alt it was as an adc it didn't matter where you're at you you could be full health adc on the other side of the map and she's coming to get you you're done like it there's nothing you could do I'll tell so. you where I can see Kalari becoming a problem is predecessor. I think people people got shit on with Kalari because they didn't know how to use her, but people yeah. that knew how to use Kalari were so fucking overpowered and bred. Yeah, she was a very high skill hero. But if, I, but if you had that skill, there was no stopping you. 
There was no fucking stopping you. And what's interesting, all three days of all all the games that I played, I didn't run into one Kalari. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't run into one Kalari. I I like Kalari's, what they do with Kalari and her invisibility. It's more camouflage there in Pred, though. And you, so you can still, you know, come up and sneak up onto people. But like once you get into that certain perimeter, like then you can see a ring below you. So. Yeah. It's easier for me to, as an ADC, like, oh, let me react, and I, you know, I have that time to react. It's not just instant. All right, now you're on top. You've already done two hits. I'm dead. You know, that's the issue um, with that. And so I, I, I prefer Kalari on bread over go. I prefer going against a Kalari on bread than going against Kalari in fault. Yeah, I made the mistake and didn't remember that uh when i play kalari that hey they can still see you if they're right there so i was getting my ass whooped and i was like oh i'm just gonna sneak right on by you and grab the ranch and uh yeah i got i got fucking put up against the desk and hair pulled fish hooked the whole the whole nine yards a little rough so, trombone action yeah they got me pretty good dude uh mercutio says uh, i haven't seen a viable effect of kalari in months um, and Mike says the tank meta makes it very hard for Clary to play at the moment, which is true. But do you guys think? And I'll let we'll, we'll let Stunt come in afterwards. But uh, Goose and Ed, do you think Clary mid is a good thing for Fault right now? No. Why? Um, she's too squishy. If you can get poked out of lane, super easy. You get knocked up once with Bellica, you're dead. Like you have you have your your verticality, which is great, but. I mean, it it isn't going to help when a Gideon's just three rocking you because you need to build damage and she doesn't scale that well against energy armor to my knowledge or armor in general compared to the other uh, mid laners. So you're just getting boxed consistently. You have to CS by getting up close other than your right click, which is, you know, what, 30 mana and you only have so much. Right. Um, And then there's six different ways that a jungle is going to come in and attack you. Uh, and gank your lane and everyone knows as, as Kalari that's part of the issue with her right now she is so weak to any incoming damage that you're just dead you're just absolutely dead so I mean I don't think she's viable offensively if you have a good team around you and your jungle is significantly better than their jungle and you've got like great map pressure all around she can work I, I, I guess but I mean just because it's gonna work doesn't mean you should do it there are significantly better options and she's not really a, a huge like late game hero you know what i mean because like right now tanks are better so if i had the option of a full stack full build severog or a full build kalari i'm gonna take that severog all day long right but that's two different rules so you're not i'm not taking severog yeah. mid or like I mean, that is that is a fun one not gonna lie that <laughs> is pretty good but um yeah, or like a, a, a Gideon, you know, why would you not take Gideon or Gadget or Bellica or Countess? I mean, Countess is just going to fucking delete that Kalari anyway. She just kicked her yeah. on her and she's dead. So, I mean, I don't play her because I don't like her. So I want her out of the game. Yeah. Uh, Goose, I'll give you a second to put your time in and then I'll say what I was going to say. Oh, no, same shit that I've been saying the whole time. If Kalari mid works, that's your jungler's fault. Yeah, there you go. Even if, yep. even if the jungler doesn't kill the Kalari, they're going to get him get her low enough that she's not going to be fucking effective yeah she won't yeah because the, the way clary works is if she gets basically she gets fed then that's where she's going to be able to do her most yeah. um i just think i the way her ultimate is right now 
mid would be her it just it, if you look at it the way just on paper it works perfect what you said everything you said ed is is correct like she is too squishy you know she can't see us because she's a you know close-up melee you know character uh it's, it's different right so i i think just on paper though her ultimate works best in mid because if she's in mid then she literally can cover the whole map but if she's in solo lane, she's not getting to the ADCs, you know, and if she's jungling, she's got to be in a certain spot in the jungle to be able to get to where she needs to be. But if she's in mid, she's like, all right, I can help out whoever needs help. That's like, so on paper, it just makes sense for me for it to happen that way. Kind of, because by the time that, so you're probably going to get outboxed early. I mean, obviously, you are you going to get outboxed? You're going to get outpoked. Um, you're probably going to get ganked a couple times. Realistically, unless you are just a much better player or your team is much better than the other team, you're going to be so far behind in by the time that like your alt range is long enough to get into those lanes. That by the time you get over there, you're going to tickle at best. Um, I, I, I again, I just think that having an actual caster is a much better pick than a Kalari mid. It's the kind of pick that a really high skill player picks because they're bored. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or gets pushed into it because the reason I made that joke about Kalari being mid, all the games that I played against the Kalari mid felt like that player wanted to play Kalari and the team went, nope, she sucks too much. You better not play jungle with her. So they got stuck playing mid <laughs> as a Kalari. That's what it feels like because she was she didn't help out the team at all. I played Gadget against her. She had a hard time farming. I played Gideon against her. She had a hard time farming. Yeah. Um, Mercutio says that she can't cover the whole map. Uh, uh, people overestimate the range of her ult. I thought that was the description of her ult. Like at, when it's max range, she's able to go from lane to lane. Like, you know, from. Uh, like basically from mid lane to outer lane uh at full level but again you're not laning at level 16. no no i know i mean i'm not like i'm, I'm thinking more late game is what i'm thinking you know and yeah yeah so but again uh, like ed pointed out she's not a late game hero she's really good at picking off single targets but late game you're usually grouped up and kalari comes into a group she gets shut down and fucked yeah real fast real fast yeah she just kind of gets shit on okay um balancing um where do you guys think the the sms is at with balancing right now i mean we we got the crunch balance crunches is is, is f seeming better what do you, you guys think the crunch balance is enough or do you think he needs more I don't think it's a hero situation right now. I think it's an item deal. Honestly, yeah. again, going back to yeah. Syngaunt is ev every fucking tank. Sorry, I don't know why I can say that. Every tank you can say has Stimgaunt right now. And it is just so frustrating because, I mean, if you don't have it, you just you're just throwing the game. It's so much free damage on these on these super high cooldowns. Um, I don't think it's a hero issue. I think it's uh, it's just a balance on the items okay personally so maybe it's because i don't understand what can you explain stim gaunt for us people that don't understand stim gaunt because okay. i play so adc and is, i don't i don't put stim gaunt on yeah so what or, it or is, should i is 
<laughs> no. 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 So what it is is when you use an ability, you have three seconds um, of that empowerment. Or no, I think it's eight seconds of that empowerment with a three-second cooldown. And then when you do that, you do a percentage of the – you do an extra percentage of damage, which is a huge chunk. I mean, it's – by the time that you get it right away, I mean, it's like – 50 to 80 damage if not more just from the bio and or not the bio infuser but the enhanced cognition which is the item that it builds from um so every three seconds you're doing an additional 100 damage early which is huge when you're level six you know um or level eight or level 10 or whatever but late game like with fang mao you're doing an extra 300 damage just right off the bat and that's why they're just deleting heroes so quickly um it's it's just it's literally just free damage is the best way to explain it now is that a card that is like you, you like with crunch right when crunch you're doing it to get his empowered abilities you got to do his abilities within a certain amount of time and then you're able to get it which is actually pretty easy to do all right yep so with stim gaunt is that a something like you 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 have to focus Stim gun, like you literally it takes skill to do it, or is it something no, that just it no, automatically no. happens? Like no, you're not worried about it. Here's, here's you put it on, and it's it. pretty it's just. <laughs> That's what people do. <laughs> and now he doesn't have a camera. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> the button. Hold on here. What did you do? Earlier, Ed didn't get censored and had to say I'm back. every unlawful yeah. thing. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I mean, I can, I can, I can see it being an item situation, but I also, I mean, so maybe it is the item. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to the Fang Mao's I go against, but I think Fang Mao is is still up there with his ability to be able to just spam his ultimate, you know, with low care, like low, uh, yeah, low health by health characters or heroes that he's going against. Mm -hmm. That's it's just become. Then he just gets fed. You know, easy. Yeah. It's it's so easy to feed with him, and and I think that's an issue. I don't know if it's, I don't know if him able to have that execute on cooldown like that isn't a good thing. Right, right. But I mean, that's kind of the image they wanted to go for. Um, yeah. Brandon says recast should use mana. I agree with that. Oh, 100% it should. I mean, it's it's literally a free ability that you stack shit on, like you stack your AD. Um, and it's a lot of damage. Like, I don't know why it doesn't use mana. Yeah, I mean, that I, I'm okay with it. You being able to, uh, to do it, but just multiple it. executes. Yeah, but like, you should get to that point to where you already used your hamstring, you used your uh, your teleport, you know, so your mana is already drained a little bit. Now you use your ultimate, and so your mana is drained again. Like, at that, you're like, okay, you have to like consciously use, all right. I need to save mana because I want to be able to use all of my, I want to be able to keep on hitting this execute. And yep. if you, by using all your, you know, to get there, you, you teleport there, you hamstring, you know, and then you use your shield and then you, you know, use your ultimate. By that time, you should almost already be, maybe have a time for one more execute with the, uh, with the mana you have, or you have to build mana to be able to use it even more. And by that, you're sacrificing damage or, or, or something else that you're sacrificing by building the mana item that you're putting on. I think that's what needs to happen with them. I'm, I would be 100% on board with that instead of you know bringing the cooldowns higher or something or whatever you need to do. Yep, yep. I, I mean, I agree. I, I think that um, 
there's no reason that he should be able to do. Cause I mean, when you get in, we get into the higher points, you know, the execution mark is like 600 health. I mean, that's a third of a third of an ADC's health bar that, you know, you just jump in there right away, bam, you're done. They're dead. And then you just stack more, more AD damage off it for free because you killed the, you stole a kill from somebody else, you know, I, I think fault aside from those few, I, like a couple items is a really balanced game. What I think is not balanced is the player base. Like that's where the problems are coming in. Like, yeah, you never know who you're going to be up against. Who you're going to be playing with. Like I've said um, it a couple times now, like I'm not that good, but I get matched with really, really good players and just get shit on. Since we're talking about the items again, we circle back to it. Someone in the chat mentioned, what about if, all brought back that original idea of having your aspects matching the color of items you get. Would that balance it out? Because right now you can use two different aspects that give you two different passives and 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 abilities, right? Or 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 some kind of a stack, and also use different color items. I mean, would that bring the balance back? Do you think? I think it takes the diversity away from you. Yeah, it really you know, does. And I think having diversity is huge in this game. Um, I, I, we were talking earlier about items and how I, and me as an ADC, I'm limited. Like my build's limited as it is, you know. And then you, if you're going to limit to me, you know, to only being red, then I definitely can't build Sword of Souls, you know. And uh, and then if I'm only building red, you know, then I. I, you know, then I'm only getting attack speed, and then I'm like, a lot of my red items are attack speed. So I, you took some items away from me because you are, you already max out attack speed pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, that's that I, that you can't do that as of right now. The way it sits, I, you can't do that. Maybe later on with more items, you know, and, and more items that you know, kind of be more diverse themselves, just individual items. That could be a possibility, but I don't. As of right now, no, I don't think you could do that. I think sometimes putting constraints on player choice is a good thing because necessity breeds invention. However, in that particular case, I don't think, I think they need to keep it open. They need to keep it the way it is now. All right. For the next half hour, can you explain to me necessity breeds? What, what would you say? Invention? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you mean by necessity breeds invention? When When you're given a problem, you come up with solutions to fix it. When you constrain a player, to when you give a player certain constraints they come up with creative ways to fix it and then they feel good about themselves for coming coming up with a solution and then that kind of becomes the meta nice i mean people kind of hello i like that you're, you're supposed to have fun playing games and part of that fun is overcoming problems that's one of the problems i have with both uh over prime and predecessor having that color change whenever you can last hit a minion that takes something away from the player Yes. Like that's part of the MOBA experience is learning that somebody did better than you because they had a higher creep score. So you learn how to better last hit. Once you master last hitting, you have something over other players that you didn't have before. And then you use that and it feels good. It feels good that you identified a problem, created a solution, worked towards that solution, and then that solution rewards you in some sort of way. That's just no, I agree. Games should work. That's why games are fun. Yeah. Whenever you do something like an execute mechanical minions, that takes a bit away from the player, I think. But um. All right. 
So you're a gamer and you call it execute mechanic. Ed, I want your opinion. I called it an execute mechanic and I got told in, in a bunch of different chats oh, that Jesus it's fucking it's Christ, not an it. execute mechanic. Ed, do you what do you consider pred minion situation that it gives you that red health bar and lets you know, hey, this is able to be killed? Uh I I don't know what other word you would describe it as other than execute, you know? Like that's hey, shoot shoot this and you kill it. it okay. It, it's got this much health left. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what I I tried saying to these people. Like, like I guess an execute mechanic is a certain it's it's like percentage base or whatever. And this mechanic is all based off of you have enough damage to do this. And I'm it like, what is it? The same shit though, right? Right. <laughs> oh. So, so you wrote in all caps. I wrote in cursive. Did, did we not write the same thing? I don't like. That's what I'm like. I don't, that's the way I see say, it. When they say execute mechanic, based off of a certain percentage of damage, right? When that minion comes down to that certain percentage of damage. That's when you shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it ain't rocket appliances. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. All right. Windu says, remove the color from items so people see 100 items instead of only being able to use 10 for the build they want. I don't know about maybe removing the colors from the items because I think understanding what this item is real quick, I think it is good. I think being able to look at that item and like, all right, this is an attack speed item. Look at this item. All right, this is a, 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 a pen item. All right, look at this item. This is a magic pen. You know, I think seeing stuff like that is good visually. I wonder if taking the colors off of the aspects would be more beneficial, though, so that you don't think mm -hmm. that you have to do that. If you build, if you put, like, as an ADC, you're only going to pick your red aspects, right? So now you think that you have to build all red items, right? Think of this, Ed, I know you're, you're kind of disagreeing there for a second, but think of it as a new player, right? You see that and you think, oh, color coordination, I have to build this, but you can easily build purple, you know, as an ADC as well. You don't have to build red. So if you take your aspects and you take the colors away or change the colors to be completely different so there's no color coordination going on with your your actual item colors, I think that's more beneficial in my opinion. Uh, I, I was going to actually just say the exact opposite as far as for new players. Like if you think you think a new guy coming into the game doesn't understand shit now, imagine going... I have no freaking idea what's going on. At least this way you can say, okay, red is red and I picked red. So I should do red damage instead of, okay, well, I kind of want to do more damage as a support. So I just don't know. And I don't know if what item this does or what, what's going on here. So I'm just going to take it. Um, I think that would be absolute chaos. I mean, I, I, it, okay, we'll put it this way. Do you not just get absolutely irate when you see somebody in your in your game and you're going, what in the flying fuck is this guy building? What are you doing, dude? And then you start typing, I love fault over and over. That's, <laughs> that is going to go 30 times more than it already is because they got no guidance what, whatsoever. The closest thing we have to a guide and like a tutorial is just the color of your items and aspects. That is the closest thing we got right now. And you take that away, well, and everyone suddenly hell and hell are trying to I'm not out saying I'm not saying take the colors away from the items. I'm saying keep the colors on the items, so you know that those colors are what they are. But those colors don't fit 
the aspects. Like right now, purple. Your purple aspect does what? And no, mostly. Oh, the purple aspect. Oh yeah, purple sorry. aspects giving yeah. you a. It gives you power. Yeah, eighty damage. Yep, yep, yep. Right. But what do your purple items do? Uh, majority yeah, pen. pen. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're building damage and pen as an ADC, that's good. But as an ADC, as a sparrow, what are your recommended aspects? Uh, Ace and Hunter. Yeah, I think they are. Yep. Which yep. are both red. Yep. All right. So a new person coming in, they're picking both red, and now they're limited to only red items because they're only thinking, hey, I need a kind. I'm building red. But the purple aspects give you the impression that they are for assassins. So if you're building an assassin, you automatically gravitate towards those purple aspects. I think, like with the aspects, um, there, there's a difference between removing player agency and quality of life. And it, there, there, that's a fine line to balance. Mm -hmm. Having the aspects with different color coordination to help one new players, that's a quality of life change. You're not taking away agency. People can still pick whatever aspect they want, but it makes it easier for new players to know what they should be building into. Yep. Purple is a bit of an outlier. I'll give you that because purple is kind of its own strange thing. But you know that white is support. You know that red is ADC. You know that green is for tankiness. You know, right. it's pretty cut and dry, and that helps new players. Yep, yep. Yeah, I guess you're right. The purple is the only one that's kind of like the like on on, on like a gray area, no pun intended. But yeah. like if you if you start confusing new players, okay. So like I I tried Smite. I didn't really like Smite because I didn't understand the items. I didn't understand anything like that. So I just kind of kind of got pissed off and just quit playing it. Um, the only thing that even helped me stay like actually into it slightly was the fact that there was a little bit of guidance with the items. Other than that, I would have just been Helen Keller looking for Waldo. No idea what the fuck's going on. Uh, just absolutely guessing. And that was my saving grace. But to like, I don't, I guess I don't know how to explain it. Um, at least there's something there now, you know, but you don't want a super complicated build for a new player anyways. You know, you just want to, you, as a new player, you want to learn the basics. You know, everybody knows you're not going to just jump into a game and just be God tier right off the bat, three-time fault champ. But like, you know, it's it's going to it's it's gonna take you a little while to learn the stuff too. Only two bucks though. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. Two dollar game. And what'd you say? I got censored. All I heard was I love fault. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I value the opinions of a $2 gamer. I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm show you two dollars buddy <laughs> like i like i said it wasn't specific it just said build a team so i can take yeah. the, you know the first one dollars and call it a night god damn Substituted. it <laughs> so all right yeah so i agree i item balance but i also think when it comes i think crunch is is affected with the item balance I think Feng Mao needs to have that mana usage with his uh, his uh, execute, yeah. right? So that's I think that'd make a huge difference. Um, there really isn't. I mean, those are the only two characters I think really are kind of like 
overpowered at this point. What I mean, somebody was saying in chat, Greystone. How do you guys feel about Greystone? Do you think Greystone's like overpowered right now? As um, an ADC with a good phase, yeah. I don't know if you guys I, have played the, that at all. No, I have not played that at all. Yeah, uh, you just don't play the fucking game against it. Uh, if you <laughs> if you have a good because his passive, you know, like he just gets more health regen every time yeah. he gets poked. So then you go, oh hey, phase, link up to me, haha. And then next thing you know, as you're fucking fighting, you're like, I got thirty health regen going on here, and he's regening for more damage you're doing, and then he just jumps on you and you're dead. Woohoo! Fun game, fun mm. and abrasive. Fun so, and engaging. All right, so we'll, we'll go back to that in a second, though. But like the this, this person was talking about Greystone being able to basically just you know once he gets bail armor, he's able to just basically split push the whole game. And by that time, with it being the tank meta that it is, there's not much you can do about it. So yeah, is that's, it, a, that's a bail armor issue more than it's a uh, um, than it's a Greystone issue. Yeah. Okay. Greystone was a split pusher in. Paradox, yeah, he's like always that. been a split pusher, yeah. but like, I feel like I, 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 is it, is it the meta that it is right now because of being a tank meta that he's able to benefit even more as a split pusher? Is that what it is, or is it is is his passive plus these uh, these items that he's putting on? Is that what's making it too much? I think it's more of the meta. I think we come back to this this tank meta. We need to get rid of, you know, we need to start getting away from that meta and. You know, I think we need to have it be more of a, you know, an ADC meta right now. Like the tanks had enough. We need ADCs to be strong. That might be biased talk right now, but that's <laughs> that's different. We won't talk about that. We just want Wukong. That's what you want. Give me what? Wukong for the love what? of God. Wukong, please. All right, hold on. How do we get stun out of here? <laughs> making that okay, comment Terra, I meant Terra, Terra. yeah well that's more of a tank meta again, but hey, <laughs> hey I'll, I'll take Terra. I'm all about that. Did both Jack and Greystone's on? <laughs> what? Ant? What? Come on now. I they're they're like they're, if anything, definitely a grandma. <laughs> yeah, badass grandma. <laughs> uh, is there any armor shred items? Yes, there's two. Is there more than two? I know two. Demon is it ADC? Sword. Demon Sword? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Demon Sword. That's three. So Demon Sword, DB Rifle, and uh, Titan Slayer are your armor shreds that you're going to get. Uh, is there another one, Ed, that I'm think I'm missing or no? I know no, Demon not Sword. That, not that I can think of, but your Hunter shreds armor, too, that red aspect. Yeah. So. Uh, Ace. Ace shreds okay. armor. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you have the aspect of Ace that will give you armor shred. Uh, it's like a 6 to 8% or something or whatever it is. Um, for a certain tack that happens, just but first time chat, thank you for so much for that. Appreciate you. Uh, I think they are worried about ADC's off lane. They stop the ADC meta. I mean, and let's just make it to where we can have ADC in every lane. Oh, uh, you know, let's everybody pick ADC, yeah. just have a good time. Let's do that. No. No. <laughs> that sounds terrible versus all tanks. I have a hard enough job as a support. I like how um, fucking predecessor had ADC listed as expert and fucking support listed as <laughs> beginner. Other yes. fucking way around, bro. The solo <laughs> support were beginner. <laughs> so, um, somebody brought up in Gen Chat. I saw this earlier today, and somebody asked about bail armor. Is bail armor if you got bail armor on 
every character does that does the hero the enemy hero are they taking five ticks from that if oh, you, yeah, he's, he's getting he's getting melted right so then with it being a tank meta somebody would say all right who, who's with me let's let's go in we'll pick all five tanks and we'll all put bail armor and we'll just you know run around chasing people Yep, it's a total dick move, but you can do it. <laughs> I mean, if, if there's no bigger way to BM somebody of just like, I am a better human being and player than you at the same time, it's just watching them tick down to death from bail armor. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, so what are the five? We got, you have Crunch, you got Richter, you got Steel, Severog, and then who else would we have? Just Grux. go Greystone. Grux. Go Greystone. Greystone. Or no, yeah, Narbash. Narbash in there. Throw Narbash yeah. in there. Get the heels, the heels, and just be able to run around with the whole team. You get healing everybody as you guys are all just like killing people. Yeah. <laughs> or imagine like a couple TTs in there too, just yoink him right? around like he's nothing. Just that's what Mike said. Five bell armor and five TTs, and then all right. everybody have Tog. Oh God. <laughs> just the speed boost up to the people. All right, let's go get him. <laughs> That's when you say fuck it and start pushing lanes. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. You guys got anything you guys want to uh, I'm down talk to about wild, personally? I'm down to like straight wild turkey, like right here. Nice. So yeah, I'm about Dunskis. We can't see the the cup, so we don't believe it. Yeah, I'm gonna just see. It's not see. Thing. It's not see through like the other one. So <laughs> all we know, it's actually empty, and you're just acting like you're drinking it. It's just fucking tea. <laughs> Green tea at that. Yeah. The weakest of teas. <laughs> so, um, all right. Let's uh, put our plugs in then. Stunt, what you got? I mean, it's always a pleasure being here with you guys. Um, I like the direction Fault is headed. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's just... It's it's a fun game. It, it's very exciting to play. I mean, uh, obviously we all test other games, but I, I I like the direction they're heading. I like what they're doing with with the game. So just keep it up. You have my full backing. All right, Ed, what you got? Uh, yeah. Shout out Sockcap because I didn't give him a shout out earlier. Sorry, buddy. I was too busy thinking of outboxing you because you're shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like false going in a good thing. Um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with uh, with Overprime here. I mean, obviously we're going to get a big drop off of players during it, but uh, the big thing is what's going to happen afterwards too. We are going to get a giant new influx of players just like we did from Pred. I don't know if you guys just creep gen chat nearly as much as I do, but um, uh, there was a ton of new people. Oh yeah. Playing or like asking questions, talking about the game saying, Hey, I just picked it up. I never even heard about this game. Um, you know, that's three days of Pred. Now imagine 11 days of another game. Um, you know, hopefully we have the same, same uh, turnout or even half the turnout. Cause I mean, without giving too many numbers, I know there were almost like a thousand copies of the game sold. There you uh, go. After Pred. I mean, that's that's triple our player base. Woo! So, you know, <laughs> granted, so. those guys are now in our games at 300 ELO a pop, but they're learning. That's what we have teachers for. Just keep telling me you love them. Uh, I love Fault, yeah. 
<laughs> so all right but any any plugs though you got anything coming up stream coming up yeah you know uh i'm gonna do a pokemon stream coming up here soon i know all right like, anyways like, goose what do you got son of a bitch <laughs> yeah big pokemon stream coming i don't know the exact uh exact day yet i'm gonna have my hot friend the token hot chick sam she's gonna come and uh um help me out with that again is she gonna be like you know vanna white you know this is the have you, you know have the you charmander have you ever watched the streams i've watched oh. balix's because i like him more than you that's all right i understand but uh <laughs> literally but, her and i we just get pissed I, drunk for, i've seen like, i've hours. seen balix and russ and i have not i didn't know you've done yours actually sorry yeah i've done but, i've done a couple but yeah we just get super drunk and open pokemon cards and yell at each other and that's, that's about it it's actually a really fun time all right i have to ask you a question i i don't do anything pokemon i don't do anything digimon I, I don't do any of this i know you and russ are getting into it uh, yeah. i saw something on facebook it said uh, a fully evolved pokemon will always lose against a fully evolved digimon is that true or false yeah it's true That's okay absolutely fucking true so digimon is better got you okay all right were <laughs> you done then you got your pokemon stream coming up you, are you streaming fault anytime soon or are you just done with yeah. this game no, I'll, I'll stream it again. I'm just, I've just been, I've just been playing other games, just taking a little break or whatever else. But oh, you're I good. do have, I do have a really fun surprise uh, for a big goal um, with my Pokemon stream. Uh, hopefully, we hit that. If we do, awesome. And it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a lifelong thing if we hit it. And if we don't, bummer. Oh well, we tried. So, Are you going to shave off your mustache if you hit it? No. Uh, He's going to give us a second part of that marketing video. Okay, can you? Oh, hey, no, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Let's <laughs> save the surprise, but give us a little more of a hint than what you just said. Give us a little taste. Yeah. Um. God. I don't know how to explain this without Save the away. excitement for your stream, but yeah. tease that excitement to get them to go to your stream. God, I, I have an idea, but I, it's... it's I, it's either going here or right there, baby. Oh, 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 oh shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. All righty. Gotcha. All right. I, so I fucking cramp standing up. I'm in pain right now. <laughs> Welcome to getting old. Yeah, uh, speaking of that, Goose. The oldest motherfucker in fault. God damn it. Uh, no, you can look me up, Mangoose. No, it's just Mangoose on YouTube. Uh, enjoy the fucking videos of Ricky Ticky Tavi being the shit out of a cobra. Maybe you'll find me, maybe you won't. I don't know. Uh, do a lot of gameplay videos, but those are kind of just filler to keep the al algorithm happy. Uh, look for my more informative videos about all of the various Paragon remakes. I try to be as unbiased as possible. Over to you, Bearded. Yes. Uh, speaking of YouTube, I am I, right now. I'm in waiting for this fucking HD version to process, and so I can get my next video to put out here. Uh, so that's gonna be going out here. It's probably gonna be 3 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, is what it's looking like because it's taking forever to process. <laughs> I was gonna try to put it out today, just before uh, for the minions, uh, but it didn't work out. So uh, as soon as that process, so check out my you know, my YouTube as well. Uh, the Cooch Four, not the Cooch Four. Oh my gosh, <laughs> who the fuck is that? <laughs> The Bearded Wolverine, uh, as you see here uh, in this uh, live Twitch as well. Same as that on YouTube. Um, and this video will be going uh, 
on YouTube over at the Wind, uh, Windu the Mace, uh, and it also goes on uh, podcast style in uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. I'm fucking subbed to that podcast. I still haven't. <laughs> so uh, make sure you check us all out there. Um, other than that, uh, that's it for the show tonight. I appreciate you all coming hanging out. I really appreciate all of the uh, feedback we got uh, with a uh, live chat. Um, if you've gotten this far in the YouTube video or even the podcast, you know, uh, as Windu says, put a GG in chat. Let us know what you thought uh, and give us uh, some feedback. All right. Appreciate y'all stopping by. Love you. More Peace. than a friend. More than a friend. Nice. <laughs> 